You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, ESPN's loss is Amazon's gain. The most influential people in podcasting, podcasting pet peeves, and Linkfire makes Apple a little more juicy. G'day and welcome to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I'm Jules and of course I've got with me Stocks. Um, I'd like to welcome you back. Thank you. It's yeah, good to be um, back. I don't you, think you, I was here last week. No, I? you definitely took a week off. Yeah. Uh, I did too, but um, yeah. Well, I've certainly you know recovered from that week, but the, uh, the sadness of the Matildas not making it through to the final and winning the whole World Cup is still sitting deep inside my... My brain and my Is heart. It? I've yeah. moved on. You have? Yeah. Well, a week's a long time in podcasting. Yeah, well, it's certainly a longer time in sport, but yeah, here we go. Speaking of sport, there's quite a bit happening this week in the world of podcasting that relates to sport, which is great for us. There is, there is, there is, indeed. It all kicked off on 1st of July. Yeah. So ESPN, who's owned by Disney, the worldwide leader in sport. Yeah, the name in sport. That's right. On July 1st, they had the Night of the Long Knives. There were 7,000 skulls taken off the board, which yeah. they said was going to equate to $5 billion in savings. Um, but there were some high-name people who went, us being NBA guys. The top broadcast team for the NBA, the top talent, gone. Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, and then on August 1, Mark Jackson, all gone. Yeah, amazing. I mean, these guys did have huge salaries. Cutting off those few people did make some significant savings for sure. Yeah, but huge profiles. I mean, Jalen Rose is a good 10-year career they were getting a lot of value for him he's sort of like the annabelle crab of espn yeah he's hosting a morning show he does a great podcast they put him on um all the big games as the sort of talking head in between what they call it nba countdown yeah i mean the guy was working very hard yep for them and he he started just a bit of backstory as well for people who might not know uh someone we often talk about on this podcast is bill simmons you know bill simmons came from espn as well and one of the big uh initiatives that he had when he was there was the 30 for 30 documentary series so he did one on the Fab Five, which was the the college team that Jalen Rose played for. Jalen Rose, you know, had a big part of it. I think produced it or, or helped direct it or something like that. But yeah, a very very large role in that. And with the idea that he really wanted to get into media as a, as a mm. post post uh, professional sports career, right? And so he went from that. He did a whole bunch of podcasts with uh, on Bill Simmons Network, or with ESPN initially, then Grantland, then. He got yeah, he did the, he did the, the TV show they were doing there That's that right. got them cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, so look, there's him. There's a guy, Jeff Van Gundy, who does a lot of podcasts. Isn't yep. a podcaster, but does a lot of podcasts. But he was a broadcaster for, what, 15 years, 20 mm-hmm. years? And Mark Jackson, he was an ex-player, ex-coach, um, and had been a broadcaster for over 10 years. So a lot of this talent got cut, and then a lot of this talent's been replaced by sort of podcast talent. Yeah. But not just like you and me podcast talent. No, but clearly not. Richard Jefferson yeah. seems to be one of them. Former player as well. Former player. Um, he played with LeBron James. And towards the end of his career, he and another guy, Channing Tatum, started a podcast called... Channing Tatum? Uh, sorry. Oh, Magic Mike fan? Channing Fry. Right. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, Channing Fry. 
Not as good looking. <laughs> um, probably doesn't have the moves, but hey, look, a good soft shooting big man. Totally. Um, so these guys were absolute end of the bench. I think list cloggers yeah. um, is an AFL reference. Uh, guys, and you're traveling around playing 82 games a year. You're not playing a lot of basketball. Yeah, you're shooting the shit a lot. A lot of time on planes, a lot of time in waiting around. So they started a podcast. This would have been about 2018. And this just took off because this was the first time that players were really on the inside telling you about what's going on. And then they just go, oh, we're just going to grab um, one of our teammates today. Oh, LeBron, come on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, this thing took off. In my basketball circles, this became the biggest thing that yeah. had ever happened. And absolutely revolutionary. I mean, you think about you know professional sports, particularly in America, and just how controlled the media presence is and, and what they put in front of the media when they talk to – uh, you know, inverted commas, traditional journalists. They're very cagey about the sort of things that they let on. But when they do speak to their contemporaries, to their colleagues, to their mates, the guards come down, the walls come down, and they really, you know, it's much more of an open conversation and you get a bit more of an understanding around what people do. Now, every player under the sun has got a podcast now, but that wasn't the case then. This, so this, this was, was the one that began this. Yeah. yeah, this is where it all began. And this was two guys just lobbing around with time on their hands uh-huh. and get everyone to talk to you. One of these guys is Richard Jefferson. He's now become an incredibly polished media guy. Mm-hmm. He um, has his own podcast. He has TV shows. He's a talking head. And he broke, he actually commentates games. So he's actually now a $2.5 million a year guy for ESPN. Yeah. And then there's another guy, JJ Reddick, who is really taking off. Yeah. Um, and this will this will go nicely into where we're going next. But basically, he has a podcast, The Old Man and the Three. Uh, he's on a lot of these talking shows. He's been going on first take, going head-to-head with guys like Stephen A. Smith, who's yep. sort of the top pundit. He's really become this sort of voice of reason, um, pushing back on all these guys who didn't play. Yeah, exactly. And that, that sort of hot take culture where they just come on, they're, they're loud, and then they'll just yeah. scream out some provocative headline. And he and just then, tears them to yeah. shreds. He just absolutely puts them to pieces. And then with the subtle little, and you never play. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is a nice little ace up your sleeve. It is. Um, So this is where this talent's going. And it seems to be they've gone, instead of having these coaches and these long-time pundits, we're going to have these guys who were players, became podcasters, aren't in either the cases of RJ or JJ, they were not top players. No. I think they've got zero or maybe one all-star appearance between them. Yeah, but I mean, but, they, but, good, they do, but good players, absolutely, and they've got recency in the league as well. I mean, JJ Redick more so, like finished up in the last couple of years, and that sort of you know you still got the connections with all the people who play. It's a very tight fraternity, so having those connections with the actual the players who are playing the game of the day, you know that that pays dividends. Even you know shows that get referenced a lot, like the halftime show with uh, Shaq and Barkley and and um, Ernie, Ernie and Kenny and, and Smith. Kenny. Yep. You know, they've been out of the league for a long time, those guys. Yeah, there's some players who won't, won't talk to them. Yeah, exactly. And oh. they start to get that sort of audible back in my day kind of thing, which a lot of the you know younger people, the youth in general, don't necessarily respond to. It's not a great way in. So no, they, they no. find it quite condescending. So I think having these people who sort of have played the modern game, again, inverted commas, but you know, they're, they're a lot more willing to, to talk to them. That's and, a really good point. Yeah. So on top of ESPN making this sort of $5 billion worth of cuts and the 7,000 skulls is uh, Wondery Sport is starting to become something. Now, we all know Wondery, uh, Amazon purchased Wondery and they've been known for making these beautiful sort of long-form scripted podcast series or true crime podcast series and beautiful bits of work that end up also becoming sort of TV IP, drama IP. Mm -hmm. Wondery Sport is becoming a thing. And what they've done is plucked some of the biggest of ESPN's talent 
as they're pushing further into sport. So Amazon, who owns Prime Video, has an 11-year deal with the NFL to exclusively stream the Thursday night football and the new Black Friday football game starting from this year. They also hired Al Michaels, who is like probably, mm. after John Madden died, is the top yeah, the voice. voice of NFL. But where else they've gone is they are also boosting Wondery Sports Slate with new podcasts from former like top ESPN talent, Michelle Beadle, who mm. is incredible, Trey Wingo, and Dan Lebertard. So Michelle Beadle's going to host a weekly show covering sports and pop culture called Beadle Royale. I'm in. Like, yeah. She is incredible talent. Uh, Wingo's hosting an alternative sports history podcast called Making Waves. And then an absolute favorite in this office, yep. Shay Serrano, former Ringer journalist, brilliant author, is going to host a new untitled, at this point, basketball podcast. I mean, it's an incredible sort of roster they're compiling. And to use a sort of sporting you know, metaphor analogy, they're kind of bringing in a couple of veterans, people who, you know, who have a good locker room presence. Like your Al Michaels. Exactly. But and also it's like... In their prime stars like Michelle Beadle. Absolutely. And Dan and, Lebertard. And then some younger stars who are sort of, you know, out of college to a degree or maybe not as well known, but they're going to get them at a cheaper rate and they're going to get them for a longer period of time under, under contract. And so, I think Amazon doesn't care as well. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a company that's quite diverse compared to Disney's going, well, we've got our theme parks, COVID jammed yeah. us on that. Yeah. Um, and everything else we've got in terms of the media side is all old media. Whereas Amazon's going, well, we're Amazon. Yeah. We, we're just making money hand over fist. Uh-huh. So it's quite interesting. So Amazon's rumored to be the major player for the NBA's next broadcast rights, which are going to expire in 2025. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what's happened. The NFL's just redone all their broadcast rights and it's gone through the roof because what they did was segment it all and basically go, what, done what they've done here, which is, hey, Amazon, you can have Thursday. Um, Fox, you're going to have the big game on Sunday night. Yep. And they've divided up all of the different parts of the week yeah. and sold it off to different platforms. Nightmare if you're a consumer, yeah. but brilliant if you're, yeah, um, if you, if if you're the NFL. If, if you're an owner, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. NBA, I don't know if they can do that, but that's why they've created this mid-season tournament. Yeah, but they already do yeah. to a degree. I mean, you've got you know shows on different uh, TNT, on you know ESPN. Like, these shows but aren't all on the same But you panel. do have this league pass where you can just sort yeah. of roll through on everything. Now, this mid-season tournament means they've just created a new media property yeah. that someone can come in and buy. Yeah. So Amazon could come in and buy that. So it's very interesting. Uh, watch this space, a very exciting space. Yeah, I think even just final sort of little thought is like, you know, Wondery were doing a lot of these podcasts which were a bit more, you know, true crimey sort of stuff. That was their kind of focus. And to see this be used as the, as the masthead for sport is really quite interesting i think and you know a show that we talked about a couple of weeks ago i think was called reign of error which mm. was all about you know ownership in and across sports and the decisions that these people make it was a podcast i listen to absolutely love i've been getting so much good feedback from people who've listened to that yeah awesome of, probably your best recommendation oh, today there you go <laughs> well i don't know and really they've been saying hey great it. recommendation stocks i'm like eh. yeah it's kind of yeah, sure what's yours yeah, 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 yeah glory yeah. glory hog but oh no come come and <laughs> well they do have an interesting slate because they've also got the old man and the three the JJ Reddick one has moved across there. Yeah, Men in Blazers, which started on the ring, has moved across there, and the lead is there as well, which was an athletic podcast. So they are really making some moves in this space. Yeah, and really driving this kind of narrative view around sports and and what it can become, you know, in the modern media. Yeah, I think we've really got to keep an eye on Amazon. Yeah, in terms of sure they're going to be trying to become a media company. Uh, they're trying to be creating 
the you know, prime brand is really trying to grow in terms of all the different shows that they're funding yeah. and producing and the fact that they're also a bit like Apple TV where they're the gateway where if you have Apple uh, Amazon Prime, you can also then subscribe to all these other services yes. and they want that to be your yep. your center. Your, your sort of, that's your home and everything comes from there. But also in the podcast space, they've always been this sort of sleeping giant. Amazon Music, what does it mean? What does it do? Yeah, I've uh, got it. You know, yeah, we've all got it, it for it. free yeah. virtually. Almost everyone who's got a Prime has got it for free. Yeah. Uh, it's just sitting there. So at some point, if they activate this, look out. I mean, this is something that can take on YouTube, it can take on Spotify, totally. it can take on Apple. Yeah, so. I mean, if these guys suddenly say your podcast is a part of this, mm. you know, money that I'm already spending or it's yeah. an additional fee of whatever, I guess what? I'm going over. I'm totally. not that loyal. And it can be a fully integrated stack, top yeah. to bottom. Like you could get rid of your Apple TV subscription, you can get rid of your Apple Music and your Spotify Music and you can get rid of all your streaming and just have it all via Amazon Prime, have your music and have your podcasting. You know, they, they can go full stack. Is this the so. start of Jules and Stocks talking exclusively about Amazon rather than Spotify? I think everyone would like that. <laughs> okay, so Jules, there's a really, really fascinating article or series of articles in The Hollywood Reporter. So The Hollywood Reporter compiled a list of the 40-ish most important people in podcasting in 2023. And look, they, they know what they're doing here in terms of even – the headline is 40-ish. They're not saying that podcasting is at a consolidated point where we can actually do it. This is very, very West Coast US biased, but it's a very fun list. Uh, it's based on the reach, influence, innovation, both on-air and off-air players from hosts and creators to executives and deal makers, some newcomers, some veterans, some celebrities, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the list includes some interesting names. Yeah, some some definitely that we've talked about before. Obviously, you know, th- these names, everyone will know. Who's ever picked up a podcast uh, platform will know Joe Rogan. Who? Uh, he's a UFC commentator primarily with what you'd know him for stuff. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> he's on a Netflix special or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, Emma Chamberlain, uh, YouTube star. Gen, Gen Z icon. Absolutely. Yeah. Who has anything goes with Emma Chamberlain. Conan O'Brien, your boy, my your doppelganger. Jesus, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex Cooper, uh, the creative crawler daddy, we were speaking about uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill, so interesting. You know, she was basically, she had a big controversy, sort of race controversy with uh, at ESPN, and now has become this gigantic podcaster. Yeah. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, yep. another favorite of yours, which is uh, the three funny men who've created Smartless, which is becoming a real thing now. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting list. We'll put a link in the show notes. Go have a look. There's also people like Michael Barbaro, who hosts The Daily. I mean, so it's interesting. You've got a couple people who maybe in mainstream world got, not cancelled, but... Yeah, um, had to find new venues. Well, had controversy around them. Uh-huh. Hey, come over to podcasting. Yeah, uh, Very interesting, very fun list. But what they've done is there's a companion article to this where, and look, they've bait you of the headline, Bill Simmons, Alex Cooper, Emma Chamberlain, and 36 more on the future of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So this article features the opinions and insights of this 40 uh, on their predictions, plans, and pet peeves about the medium. Now, some of this stuff, some of these sort of predictions, and yeah. have we seen peak podcasting? I mean, you're not getting great answers there, but some of these answers are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just to quickly run down some of the predictions, like the stuff you would expect to be there, you know, podcasting needs to figure out a way to make money, the importance of authenticity, uh, you know, importance of distribution, monetization, and innovation, obviously, um, but also, you know, voices that appeal to different tastes. Like, you know, you might have 
a, a small audience, but it's a dedicated audience, those sorts of things. Yes. You know, nothing you know, super surprising there, but, but sort but of stuff around stuff, this right? is good. Yeah. yeah, the stuff we're here for are things like my podcasting pet peeves. Yeah. So let's go through some of these. Like Cara Swisher of Pivot, one of her podcasting pet peeves, blabbery. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Scott Grieveson from SiriusXM. The idea that all it takes to make a good podcast is a mic and a computer. Yep. Pew, pew. That sounds like a radio guy there. Ashley Flowers, plosives and poorly placed ad breaks. I can say personally, it's really annoying when you're listening to someone who's about to make a great point and then suddenly an ad just gets inserted right between. They haven't actually thought about where that's going to be coming in at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rachel Gizara from Audible, when someone questions whether we've reached peak podcast. Yeah, this is something that tends to happen a lot in the podcasting world. And certainly, it's a very interesting and easy uh, headline to put out there. You know, for a while, it was all about the amount of new podcasts that there are. Now, that's stabilized a little bit. And so, people are sort of looking a bit closer about how to make money, how to run podcasts, do all those sorts of things. So, people then associate that with being, okay, this is the absolute pinnacle of what this uh, medium can do. And we're probably going to stabilize or go down from here. I think probably the opposite is true. It's going to it's continuing to increase as people become more and more savvy around what to do in podcasting. Yep. And look, there's some other stuff like terrible editing. You know, people just having a little bit of fun with this. I stop listening when I hear was another question. Yeah. Poor audio quality. This is an art form. Treat it like one. Yeah. Um, Dead air and navel gazing. That's not something that we could ever hear. <laughs> Oops, Mandy cut that out. Uh, <laughs> bad script reading, Siri-esque VO. Yeah, and then there's people also grinding their own axe and sort of positioning their own brand here as well. I mean, there's a very self-serving quote from Bill Simmons, a very self-serving quote from Audible. Yeah, I think a lot of people who actually spend a lot of time honing their craft and, and working really hard to make some great shows, like Ashley Kelly from Morbid, a true crime podcast. Oh, this is great. Who says that I just sit in front of a microphone for a couple of hours a week. Yes. I think a lot of people ex- assume that this is just something that you know, comes flowing out and in one single hit and you've got this perfectly crafted podcast. Yeah, a lot of people sort of saying what Jenna Weiss-Berman says from Odyssey, that making podcasts is easy. But I do love DJ EFN from Drink Champs. His pet peeve is that we fake drinking. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) He is method. But yeah, check out the list. It's very fun. You know, as we said, the other segments are really in the last five years podcasting has. You're going to get stuff that's somewhat insightful, but also just somewhat what you expect. It's a really good article. And it's just... It shows you where we're at now, yeah. that The Hollywood Reporter will release a couple of articles like this that relate to each other. I'm trying to make something out of like a top 40 list. So our little babies all grows up a bit more, man. <laughs> okay, so off the back of something this kind of relates, I suppose, that we were talking about last week, was it, when I wasn't here, when my brain wasn't here? <laughs> um, Spotify has had that partnership with Patreon. Now, Linkfire is expanding into podcasting with a new marketing toolkit built for podcasters. Yeah, Linkfire is a marketing platform used by top artists and labels, and it's expanding to podcasting. So it's supposed to be a powerful marketing tool built for podcasters. What they've done is an exclusive integration with Apple Podcasts. And we don't often hear about the sort of Apple uh, partnerships or anything like this that happens. I think they do tend to happen in you know around Spotify, well, traditionally. And, Big and, announcements. And yeah, they, exactly. They play it sort of like a tech company where it's all these announcements of partnerships. and Yeah. With Linkfire for podcasts, creators can generate smart links to landing pages for their podcasts and measure the ways listeners engage with them all while respecting listeners' privacy, which is a big thing. So that's on brand for Apple yeah. as well is, hey, we're going to get data, but we're going to respect your privacy. 
Yeah, and the landing pages are designed to connect listeners to shows and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts. And it can be customized to include other apps, social channels, newsletters, merch stores, live events, blah, blah, blah. Continue, continue. So, look, this is very interesting. This is going to be more insights, aggregated and anonymized with listeners' privacy that can be viewed across various time periods, make possible to attribute performance of a specific channel campaign or promotion. Um, we've got something I want to try this out on straight away. Uh, it's in beta right now. The beta's just been released. Um, we'll have a play around with it and report back. So Linkfire's co-founder and CCO, Jeppe Faufelt, said that Linkfire for podcasts... Jeppe or Jeppe? Uh, Jeppe. 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 We've got it wrong, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeppe. Jeppe. Linkfire's co-founder and CCO, Jeppe Faufelt, he's said that through the exploits... Through their exclusive partnership with Apple Podcasts, Linkfire Podcast delivers an all-new engagement insights that unlock new marketing capabilities for creators while respecting listener privacy. He said that they're excited to see the creative way podcasters can promote their shows using this innovative tool. You know, for anyone who's running podcasts, it's pretty serious and, and you know has a bit of an audience. All of these kind of insights, understanding where they go, what time and how, is going to be really inf- important information for them. And you know, the ability to use this and and say that you're using this sort of thing and give listeners the confidence to you know in, engage with these links and smart links and everything, knowing that their privacy won't be savaged is probably pretty appealing as well. Absolutely. Um, we've got a brand we're trying to work with right now and it's hit the point where they're going, okay, well, how are we going to, what's success look like and how do we measure it? Well, something like this might be the might be the key. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, it's fun. It was good. Please check out that article, the Hollywood Reporter article. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth a look. Yeah. Um, and there's some interesting heads saying some interesting things. For sure. All right. Well, thank you very much for you for listening this week. Uh, it was a good little show. We're happy to be back. Uh, and thank you to Mandy for you know her hard work in editing last week's episode and all of our episodes in general. Thanks to Ruby on the socials. Head over to Insta. Go to behind underscore the underscore podcast. And uh, yeah, hit us up on the DM. Follow the content. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to be talking about. Yeah, and let us know any of your pet peeves. For sure. Like hungover hosts. <laughs> Bye. Bye.